Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. And we are starting a brand new franchise this week. Well, how, well, that was like a really sad. That one. was a really sad one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting a bit of a cold, everybody. And I thought that that sad pterodactyl scream was the way to let that you know. That was amazing. Let me just have a little sip of this tea. Hold on. Pause. <laughs> Your party horn's broken there a little bit. Um, anyways. <laughs> The film that we're doing. Uh, look for, looking forward to my, my new story, <laughs> Limp Beats, the sound of the infinite DJ. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking this week about Tremors. 1990. The if first. You, if you couldn't pick up on that by now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was so obvious. Yeah, uh, the first in the Tremors series. Uh, we got six films ahead of us, but first, we got to watch that trailer. Perfection, a scorched outpost in the middle of nowhere. You know how close I am to leaving this place right now? How close? Maybe that's why Val and Earl decided to leave town. Hey, hold up. That's Edgar Deans. They just picked the wrong day to do it. Jeez. You guys better get the hell out of here. There's a killer on the loose. could be doing it. Is that a snake? I'll give you boys five dollars for this. Twenty. The city of perfection. Perfection Nevada. Is it Nevada? It is Nevada. Uh, Okay, I don't remember them. Population 14, and we meet all 14 people. (laughs) (laughs) And and you know how I know is because the license plates in the movie are circa 1990 Nevada license plate. And I was like, oh. Apparently it it is a real town, too. Not that they filmed in, but that name is of a real town. Oh, nice, nice. Um, before we go too far, uh, have any of you guys seen this movie before? Okay, so I thought that I had, and it turns out it was one of those that I'd caught bits and pieces of on the TBS or the TNT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Same here. I had not watched the whole movie. I'm pretty sure I had seen it, uh, on TV, like, right. I feel like the same thing, like I saw it on sci-fi or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so long ago, like when I was growing up that I didn't really remember it much at all. Other than like the concept of the whole thing, yeah, no, I just got like, oh yeah, monster movie, like yeah, stay in the rocks, like, yeah, I get which it. I like, f- which I feel like, even if you've never seen any of the Tremors movies, yeah. I feel like that concept of like, how the monster it's works like in the collective subconscious, it's just in the zeitgeist, yeah, it's just like, ooh, I understand. <laughs> yeah, this. I, I've never seen this movie, but I have seen Tremors five, as I said oh, before, no. <laughs> and so I did. Uh, like, there were some things that I knew, like that don't even come up till later, but yeah, you know, like I already knew mm-hmm. a lot about the concept and stuff. Nice. Uh, well, this movie stars Kevin Bacon in and, the lead. And apparently we're starting the Fred Ward fan club. Yeah. <laughs> Fred Ward. Like, tying the bridge from Naked Gun to Tremors. Exactly. We, could, we, couldn't we have, somehow always do this. We couldn't have accidentally <laughs> planned it any better. <laughs> I really liked him in this movie. He's awesome. I was like kind of whatever about him in Naked Gun uh-huh. 33, but in this one I was like he's great. Yeah, like, the whole time I was thinking like this is my Fred Ward. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's so really much good. better in this than he is in the yeah. third uh Naked Gun For movie. For sure, yeah. Um and now that Kevin Bacon is in our, you know, sequel rights uh universe, we can uh connect everybody to the rest of Hollywood. Yeah, that's right. It's really funny. That was the plan. 
Yeah. <laughs> we did it, Hollywood. You tried to stop us, but now we have access to everybody. So uh, I love the opening shot of this movie. It is just Kevin Bacon peeing off a cliff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's like, here we go. We're fucking doing it. This this movie is, it nails the tone and knows exactly what it is more than more so than a lot of movies. And it's yes. so refreshing and entertaining. Yes. And like, yeah. it makes sense of, of why it's so beloved. And I don't know if it justifies six movies. I guess we'll find that out. <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, just everyone in the movie is so charming. Every sh- like it just nails the tone that is uh, self-referential, and, and it is kind of making fun of the the monster movies of the fifties and sixties. But it, it's also such a love letter to those movies as well. Yeah, totally. Um, it's great. It's great. We should we should give like just a little for those of you who somehow have not seen this movie and have if no you've been idea, living under a rock for no that. idea what <laughs> with the graboids. <laughs> That'd be a bad place to be living. I'd yeah, that's say. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the the movie centers around the people in the town of perfection who are being uh, harassed and terrorized yeah. by an unseen force yes. from underneath the earth. Yeah, it's an underground scary monster. And our main characters are these two guys who basically do odd jobs in the town. Yeah. But- uh, Val and uh, Earl, I Earl, think. Earl, yeah, yeah. Valentine, Valentine and yeah. Earl, yeah. And uh, they love to play rock paper scissors. They do. And they Kevin do. Bacon mostly sucks at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he loses like every time except one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is really funny. yeah. They they have a, a real great buddy dynamic. Earl's kind of the older, wiser handyman, and says, you know, always talk about you need to have a plan, you need to have a thing. And yeah, Kevin Bacon's kind of like, I guess his like. They seem like they're the same age, honestly. But. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, but I guess Fred Ward's a lot older, but yeah. they, they keep saying that, but I'm like, they're the same age, and like, I think but Fred Ward's like better looking. Fred Ward looks a little bacon. bit older Sorry. just because he has a beard, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But, they, but they have pretty much, they, they have this great dynamic where they're kind of bickering the whole time, and they're they're almost like Scooby-Doo villains, yeah. <laughs> like, and they're well, bumbling. But... And like, you don't know why they like live together it's just like these yeah. two best friends that live together they're like heterosexual life mates like jay and silent bob or you know yeah. Who, yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. it's, it's never explained they never say oh we grew up together or anything or we're cousins nothing they're, they're just, just they're just best buds yeah. yeah they're just in this small town that they must have grown yeah yeah you know, grown yeah. up in or something um i love the opening of this film like uh i think it was um, I wanted to talk about the score a little bit uh-huh. in this yeah, opening. Yeah, it's very controversial or something. It's controversial. I, I don't know about that. Okay. Um, but I was just going to say that it is like so heavy on the harmonica in yeah. this. <laughs> um, it was like fighting with, I think it was Braddock missing in action three, yeah. was it, that had the heavy harmonica? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't handle this. But yeah. like, so the, the opening of this film is basically like checking in on um, Val or introducing Val and Earl as they kind of like make their way back towards town and they're stopping off at all these odd jobs. Yeah. And so they show the scene where they're like stopping off, you know, talking to whoever or meeting this new character, uh, this new student who's in town uh, played by Lynn Carter. Uh-huh. And then every time they get back in the car, it's like, it's just like, that was a little bit too much for me, but it gets yeah. better as it goes on. It but. does, but yeah, yeah, and it's very like, hey, these people are folksy. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and apparently, I, I don't know these people's names. I did not write it down, but the guy who did is credited as doing the score. Ernest Toost? Ernest Toost, yeah, okay. Classic Toost. He, his music was that harmonica, country, folksy stuff, and mm-hmm. then... 
I guess at some point they were like, "This, there's too much of this," and they brought in some other dude who wrote like orchestral stuff yeah, for yeah. the more like intense moments, I guess. But that guy didn't get credited, even uh, though he wrote apparently uh, almost like fifty percent or more of, of what, the music of what that used. ended up being yeah. used. I yeah, mean, the, yeah so the, I don't know how it the worked, opening but... is heavy on the harmonica. Yeah. And then, yeah, it does get serious. Exactly, yeah. That was all a different guy. That's just saying, that makes they, so much Throughout sense. the course of the movie, they wean out the toost. Yeah. <laughs> yep. and, and, and he did it's weird because he didn't get credited, and he's not going to get credited now because I didn't write his name down. Oh! So, our bad. Props to you, orchestral <laughs> Nameless guy. orchestral non, man. Non-toost. <laughs> Look in the trivia at IMDb, and you'll find it. Uh. <laughs> As we found a resplendent source That's of true. accuracy this could all be completely <laughs> fake and, yeah. and facts it could be some dude that just wrote his own name in the trivia like yeah. Tyler Hymanson composed yeah, yeah. 50% that of the score yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah I wrote that music yeah <laughs> okay okay but that's what it says I have so. so many notes in the beginning like lol the score <laughs> yeah I think at the beginning my favorite maybe part or just part that made me laugh was that um, basically, they established that there's every year there's a new geology student uh, mm-hmm. that comes to yeah. the town to study the mountains and the rocks or whatever. And this year, they've heard that it was going to be a girl. So as soon as they see, oh, the truck's there, like, it's a girl, let's go. And Kevin Bacon's like, she's going to have blonde hair and blue eyes and great tits and legs for days. He starts saying everything she's going to have. And he's like, he's he's saying these things, like, to God. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. please let her yeah. have this and that and this. And then he pulls over and he sees that she's wearing like khaki shorts and a loose shirt and and like a bucket hat and she has sunscreen on on her nose and so he's automatically like Ugh, she's hideous yeah. like, you know he's so like turned off by her because she's got like sunscreen she doesn't on have blonde hair either and because she's like you know working in the dirt but uh-huh. like she's a pretty girl like it's yeah. so stupid They're like oh, she's disgusting. Well, then, and the girl's like like Quit being such a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. like you're not going to date anybody. And also, like, there's she, no age-appropriate like women in the entire town. town. Yeah. So you should probably just settle, even and if you Earl's, don't like her. And Earl's just like, she's nice. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I know, I know the whole time he's like, all you ever do is go after these dumb blondes. And I'm yeah. like, where are they meeting these people? <laughs> yeah. The town is empty, and there's yeah. only children and adults with children. <laughs> well, and this town, like, normally, in, for a really small town like that, in a movie and even in real life, you know why it exists. Like, there is some industry or some right. something. This, we get no clue I as mean, to why this town exists. I guess it's a gas station, there's, there's really. There's definitely That's towns all it is. like that. Yeah. All it is is that it's between two other places that were too far away and yeah. needed to stop in the middle. <laughs> yeah. I think 14 people is pretty ridiculous. I think that there's something a little subversive about that. Like, because like I said, it does kind of play off the, the monster movies of the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that if you want that, like, oh, we, if you wanted to make the monster movie where everyone in town knows each other and it's like, oh, we're going to go down to the local store. The only place where that dynamic exists are in these weird ass desert towns yeah, yeah. where it's like that's what it's been reduced to and it's like that's the small town aesthetic of 1990 like if you want to find that like it's with these a bunch of weirdos that live yeah. out in the middle of the desert and I and think it- it's kind of poking fun at that I think yeah. that's kind of the, the the a little bit of the joke yeah and, it, and it's great because it also immediately takes away the whole like Oh, why aren't they? You know, why isn't someone coming to help them? Right? Like, yeah, they're like they're literally. No, they do. So they, do they do a very good job of making it like like the the way that they set it up. It's this kind of slow burn in terms of what's happening, and they kind of show you the rules of 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 what tremors are. And I think that that's what sets such a great foundation for the movies going forward. Is like the rules are very simple right. of what these monsters are, and they're unique. Like they they're they are. 
classic monster stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's it's you know they, they can hear you can't you you can't walk on the sand and and everything like that. Like it's it's you know Dracula with garlic. It's <laughs> it's silver bullets with werewolves. Like it is classic monster rules. Yeah, yeah. But what I really really like about these monsters is that which doesn't happen in a lot of monster movies is that they got smarter. And every oh, time yeah. the characters tried like came right. up with a great way to avoid the monsters, the monsters figured out something totally plausible right. to get around it and right. start getting to them again yeah. in really smart ways, which I <laughs> thought was great because usually the monster just stays as dumb as it is, and that's right. how they trick it. And you know, totally. Yeah, the plan. Yeah. Their plans would always work once, and then they would try to do them again, yeah. and, and it would, they would work. backfire on them <laughs> yeah. horribly. <laughs> yeah, so I like that a lot about these monsters. Yeah. Um, so we learned the monsters are called graboids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which well, that, they that is something just make that name up because yeah. yeah, which is something I that that I didn't remember. I did not know that. The whole thing. Yet. I was like, what are they called? I definitely Worms? knew that because they're, they're called, called, they're called tremors. <laughs> <laughs> they're called tremors. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the yeah the the owner uh, of the like general store there, uh, Walter Chang. Mm-hmm. Once they they capture they, they capture part of one of the graboids, like they rip it off, and it's like this little snake like thing. And he's like, "We have to name it. We need to name it, you guys. Everyone's gonna yeah. be you guys are gonna be sorry if you don't name yeah, it." Yeah, he wants to be famous. He's char- <laughs> he wants to charge five bucks a picture. He thinks people yeah. are gonna start coming to the town. Like, yeah, which I thought was really fun. Uh-huh. Uh, and he just like offhandedly calls them graboids. Yep. It was almost like a really like offhand comment in the background, and yes. then they just like started calling them that over the course of the uh, movie, which, which is I, how these things work. Yeah, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about kind of how some of these rules get established. One thing that I really love is that uh, they see like some some uh, uh, wildlife or some some cattle have been torn up, or the sheep, sheep. or goat sheep. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they're they're oh, one of the things I actually really love is that Earl and Val, after like cleaning out a septic tank and it going yes, wrong, I love decide this. like they, they they're like you know what like we're done with this town, we're leaving. <laughs> And like so, this is that that little plot story is you're already rooting for them. And like they're like, yeah, we're doing it. Like this, they pack everything. They pack up in everything their car. up. Like even somebody in town comes up, like, ah, oh, can you help me build a kiln? Like I'll pay you for two months and give you free beer. And they're like, and, and, then, and then and then it cuts to them driving away. He's like, I can't believe we said no. Like yeah. we're, like we look temptation in the face, and like we're we're finally getting out of here. We're finally getting out of here. And then only to find that all the roads are closed yeah. For, yeah. for various reasons, and they can't get out. Uh, and so they're lamenting later on in the movie is like we miss ditching this town by. One day, yeah. like if we left one day earlier, we wouldn't be dealing with any of this. Um, but on their way out, they see they look up on a on a yeah. telephone pole, and they see this guy. And they're like, "Oh, it's that guy." You know, it's, town drunk. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Town guy. drunk, and uh, and they they crawl up there, and he's just they're, they're yelling at him. Yeah, and turns out he's dead. Uh, and then they bring him down, and the doctor's there. And you're like, oh, it looks like he was like he got electrocuted yeah. or, you know, it's one of those scenes where you find a body. It's like, well, I can assume like 10 different ways of how he yeah. died. And we haven't seen any of the monsters yet. We don't know kind of what's going on. And the doctor's like, well, he died of dehydration, which, which is, is a weird. really grim, Curious. a really grim way to die. And it's like, oh, he was afraid of something. And like, that's such an amazing way to like, yeah categorize these monsters and how and how aggressive they are and and how scary they are well and yeah it makes it really scary and mysterious because yeah if you just saw like a mauled body you might be like oh it was probably a wolf or it was probably a serial killer or something you know like but this you're like why would he climb to the top of a electrical pole and it's it's unsettling for them and it's unsettling for the audience and i think that that's one of the things where it actually is probably one of the better setting up a modern 
monster myth yeah. uh that and that's again why I, I imagine there's six of these yeah and i i love that like a lot of the decisions around like the movie itself and the type of monster was initially like budget reasons like let's right. do something where the monster is invisible and you almost yeah. never see it yep. and it just is is so cool how that ends up actually making it more mysterious and interesting mm-hmm. uh rather than if they like started off the movie immediately with like the graboids like killing something the, and you the, see it happen it's and the jaws like, paradox yeah exactly yeah yeah and then later on like that you don't even really see the monster yet but at some point the or maybe you did see it you see it kill someone else but anyways the two guys the two main characters drive away and one of the worms gets like stuck in their tire axle uh-huh. or something like that and so when they come back to town the people are like oh my god what's on your car and they all see it and they think it's this worm or whatever so they think the monster is like this small worm yeah but then yeah. later you find out that that's actually like you know a giant worm comes out and then little ones come out like little alien yeah. from aliens as as things. as yeah. val describes it like i don't know it's just like it's tongue or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so like it becomes even more horrifying yeah yeah which i love i love when characters in the movie like say the thing that the audience is thinking it's like yeah. what is it like tongues is like yeah i don't know it's something like that <laughs> uh, we don't know how it works oh i also really liked how since this uh, this college student girl is a geologist or a seismologist. They start asking her, like, well, what is this? How did this happen? What? And she's like, why are you asking me? Why the hell would I know? Stop like, asking me this all the clearly a new species. I'm not a biologist. I yeah. study rocks. And obviously no one's seen this before. So why do you keep asking me? Like, I don't know. Science. She's like, the only smart person. You must yeah, be no. smart. They, they yeah. do treat it that, like she's the only smart person in town. Yeah. Yeah, which, yeah. which is cool. I like that. It's funny. Um, before we uh, – I wanted to talk a little bit about the monsters too. Um, uh, I just want to say that this is another like – amazing and sumptuous uh like physical effects practical effects movie wonderful no cg yeah no cg and it's just like everything that happens in the movie i was like wow this yeah, is amazing. It looks, it looks fantastic. They, they had they they built the worms. They had miniatures. Uh-huh. They had miniatures, yeah. All sorts of crazy. I, I watched. I, I bought the Blu-rays, of course. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I know what. Uh, and I watched like they had a pretty decent special feature thing um, about how they did a lot of the stuff, and it's just really cool. Like, was there anybody in a graboid costume? Like, was there any puppetry where there, somebody was like, Ugh. yeah, totally, exactly. <laughs> so like some of the times when it broke through like uh-huh. the floor and stuff, there's someone inside that thing. Yeah. Like, moving it around that's awesome and there's a part in the in the movie where um the graboid breaks through the floor of the general store uh-huh. while everyone's inside and that scene took 10 people to get enough speed and momentum for the thing to burst through the oh like, wooden floor that they had so they had it on like a track and it was like 10 people pushing it and then lifting it up t- to get it enough speed because they can't it can't just slowly burst through that yeah i love that but art department because... makes make a weaker floor <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, well i mean yeah. yeah the graboid ends up grabbing the legs of mr chang the yeah. owner of the general store and then you could tell that it's on a track but it looks so funny because he's half in the mouth of the worm but his arms and his torso are still out of it and then it's like swinging left and right and oh he's like, yeah hey! he's like swinging while in the mouth of the worm and it's so funny and they it's said just, uh, it's really good they said for that scene that they had a bicycle seat in the mouth that oh, he could sit that on. Oh, so great. And then so that's he was awesome. there with his arms and then they had like a fake prosthetic prosthetic leg that was uh-huh. like 
sticking out the opposite direction uh-huh. to make it look like it got broken off or whatever. Oh That's amazing. God. So he was super comfortable during that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's amazing. How funny. Uh, it's just really great. And um, like speaking of the practical effects, like one of my like favorite things in in the entire movie, I think, is really early on when. Um, uh, Val and Earl drive past these guys that are doing some road construction mm-hmm. and they're like, you guys got to get out of here. There's a murderer. And they're like, what are you talking about? Whatever. And there's this one guy jackhammering and he's like, you know, jackhammering into the ground and then he hits something that starts like oozing blood out of the ground. Yeah. And then the, and then like the jackhammer all of a sudden like shoots mm-hmm. off through the concrete, like it's being dragged. And I just thought that looked really cool. It looks awesome. And yeah. it looks like flawless, you uh-huh. know? And it's just like, you see it get dragged and then suddenly the cord gets wrapped around him and he gets dragged all the way up this mountain and then like dies in a burst of dust. And I just, uh-huh. I love that scene the way it looked. Yeah. I don't know. And again, that's one of those, it's early on where you, they don't show the monster. They don't know. Like, like it's, yeah. it seems perfect. It's like, that's one of the things that we see how the roads are being closed. These guys are working on something and then, uh, it collapse and blocks the road, but it's like, we don't see what it is. You just see that there's, you see that it's something that's alive and it's underground and it's killing things, but you have no idea what it is. Totally. I really like to, after the whole general store thing happens, they climb up on the roof of the general store. And I mm-hmm. think at least two of the graboids are in the general store moving around, destroying everything and everything. Everyone's on the roof and like, I mean, I think everyone has climbed up on a shitty roof at some point ill-advisedly uh-huh. and if you know how it feels kind of like not super steady and it's right. this crappy like uh, material that they have up top and you can see it. It starts like going like in waves. Like yeah. it's like, yeah. like they're standing on the ocean or something, you know, yeah. and as the graboids are like running around down there and I just thought that looked really cool too. It was great. Um, a lot of that was due to, let me find his name here. They talked about him in the, uh, the production designer, Evo Cristante. Uh, they talked about him a lot in the special features, how uh-huh. he was like a major asset. Yeah. Because the entire town, it was really fun to watch. Like the entire town, I don't know if uh, you guys in the audience or whatever have ever been on like that special effects ride or the the, the backlot ride, I think, in Universal. Uh, Universal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It felt like that where like the stuff in the town was rigged to like shake like it was right. an earthquake yeah. or something. And so, you know, he built, helped to design the entire town so that like things like that would happen. And they built the um, the general store roof like that so that it could collapse and then, like, reform. Oh, man, that's like, awesome. Like, for take two, for, like, yeah, super yeah. easily. That's awesome. And I just – I was like, wow, that is impressive. Like, the yeah. shit they go through to get these shots mm-hmm. that, like, nowadays people would just be like, eh, whatever, we'll do it. Yeah. And, and there's something about, like, you can tell that, that love and care and that eye for detail went into this movie. And I think that that's why it's so much greater than the sum of its parts. Mm-hmm. It's, it's things like that when, when everyone's firing on all cylinders and, and it just kind of – you can tell that everybody in this movie is having fun and everybody yeah. in this movie is again, it's so aware of exactly what it is and well, it, it just owns it in a way that that's special. What's really cool too, is I was reading that like almost all of the movie was filmed outside. Yeah, like uh-huh. the only inside things are like uh Reba McIntyre's basement scene. Yeah, and right. then um, the general store, they actually did do an inside set, but the entire town, they built it from scratch, like in Lone Pine uh-huh. out in the desert, like by the Sierras. And then afterwards they like tore the whole thing down. So yeah. like, these are not, this was not like on the back lot, you know, like this yeah. is in the middle of nothing and so when they pan around and there's nothing for miles that's yeah. real so yeah. that's pretty cool i've actually driven through there so many times on the way to tahoe and always <laughs> saw lone pine movie museum and i was it's like fun why is there a movie museum here like what the <laughs> oh, hell every every western that you've ever yeah, seen yeah and apparently there. there's a big exhibit on tremors in there too yeah, so yeah. next time i definitely have to stop no it's yeah, fun that'd be sweet um 
like Ela's just like mentioned her name, but Reba McIntyre is in this yeah. movie. Yeah, you guys. that's right. First acting role exactly. ever. Exactly. It was really funny. Apparently, you know, they were looking at other people for this role, and the Universal executives were like. Hey, uh, we know about this uh, artist who's like trying to get into acting. What do you think about her? She she could one day be. I, I think that she could one day be a KFC colonel. So I think that <laughs> yeah. we should get her in Tremors. I think one day she could helm her own sitcom named after her. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and it's fun because they use her movie or blah blah. They move. They use her music <laughs> in the movie yeah. and in the credits. Is yep, what I'm yep. attempting to say mm-hmm. right now. And she's uh, paired up with the father on Family Ties. <laughs> Michael Gross, <laughs> <laughs> which is what he was doing before this movie. Really, I think it was like right before. I heard uh, it was like one day after. Yeah, oh, wow. I read. Yeah. Which is why, like, apparently, there when he was originally going to read for the role, they were like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> but then he came in and was like, blew them away. Which, the, like, the he's one of the most fun characters in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he he goes on to be in the franchise. Ah. So, um, and like. It's interesting, too, because, like, you know, you said he's on this family-friendly sitcom. Or whatever, yeah, but him and dad, Reba yeah. are, like, NRA. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't even a thing back then. But the NRA <laughs> totin like, hardcore gun people. Survivalists. Like, they complete yeah. guns. They said they had food for five months. They have a bomb <laughs> shelter. They which, have, like. Which, these are the guys. These are the people who live in those towns. Yeah. 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 There's a comical, like, uh, yeah, they pull back to show their, their this wall. Is, this is like... one of the best shots in the movie. So, like, so they go out and look. They're giving everybody their, these guns. Like, so everyone's, like, modded up. And then they're in, like, this basement, right? And yeah. they're, everyone's, everyone's on the roof of the general store. They see them come back. They're like, you got to get out of there. Like, they're in the basement. You got to get on the roof. And, uh, one of the graboids busts through the wall and they, they both were carrying rifles and they start shooting at it and they drop that and then they start backing up to the back wall of their rec room away from there and the back wall is just filled Matrix style yeah. with all these guns. It's like the wall of all shoes from uh, yeah. Step Up 3 exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all the guns. Really and, so, and then so they just start grabbing them and just unloading into this thing. It's ridiculous. There's something funny about it being these hardcore survivalists that have put so much time and energy into a bomb shelter, which, which should feel like the safest place to them. And he even says later like, in the movie, like, I can't believe that we have this bomb shelter. We're prepared for everything. Yeah, and and it, the monsters are underground it, monsters. Like, <laughs> like, goddamn underground monsters. Like, yeah, yeah. All the things, like, that's probably the one thing that can get them in this impenetrable fortress that they've built. So, yeah. Sweet, sweet irony. There is something, and and with them, and there's something that that could this movie could could it dances the line. It could it could get dark and cynical, but everybody it's very lighthearted and very. I mean, so Earl, as an example of this, Earl will swear in this and go like, "Pardon my French," like, yeah. and and with Reba and and uh, his character, like they're not. Like they're not caricatures. Like they're not these these evil like like oh look at these crazy gun nuts. Like it's just right. like that's who they are. Like yeah. it's not cynical in a way. It's like everything's still lighthearted. Everything's still... and they're realistic. Like they yeah. never let their whatever their uh, you know archetype is get in yeah. the way of surviving, which is yes. so many movie characters do. Yeah. So uh, speaking of swearing, yeah. uh, where did you get? I'm curious. Where did you... how did you guys watch this movie on on the Hobo me too. HBO Go. Hobo Go. 
Is that some kind of it's for homeless movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that some kind of roaming streaming service? <laughs> Only it's, on it, train cars? Yeah, no, yeah, it's this <laughs> It's this guy who takes old Redbox DVDs and fastens them to a uh, <laughs> shopping cart and he wheels them around my uh, my block. Oh god. Uh, okay, so uh, you know, early on Pubago. <laughs> In the movie, there uh, they they find out that there is four of these uh, graboids, yeah. right? And early on, they uh, Kevin Bacon kills one by accidentally making him like run into a retaining wall. Yeah, and there's this amazing scene where they're like, uh, Earl's like, "Oh, you knocked him out cold," and then Kevin Bacon's like, "Knocked him out cold? He's dead." Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "He's like, we killed it." And then he goes, fuck you! Like, <laughs> yeah. totally, like, unhinged, like... I was like, oh my god, that was yeah. fucking an amazing line reading there. Yeah. I liked it, too, because then um, Earl and... Um, what's the student's name? They are opening the mouth and, like, uh-huh. looking at it, and Kevin Bacon climbs up on the top, and he's, like, digging up, and then he's like, I found the ass! Yes, like, and he's, like, <laughs> lifting up the end of the worm and being like, I found the ass, guys! Like, it's just, okay. So... Yeah, early on in the movie, there's this amazing, memorable scene where Kevin yeah. Bacon yells, fuck you, like really loud. And then uh, later on in this basement scene with Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre, they kill uh, another one that had broken into their uh, basement. And they're on the radio with Kevin Bacon. And Michael Gross says something like, uh, hold on, let me pull it up here. He says, uh, we killed it. We killed it. Did you hear that? We killed that mother humper. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Uh, at that moment, it didn't really cross my mind. But then Kevin Bacon says, and you can see his face and mouth. He says, uh, be advised. There are two more. Repeat. Two more mother, mother humpers. humpers. <laughs> and like the way that it sounds, I was like, I had to pause the movie. I was like, whoa, that sounded so awkward. The line reading. Oh, and then they? when you read it, when you watch him, you can, you can tell that he's saying motherfucker. There's yeah. two more motherfuckers. Yeah. But for some reason it said mother humpers. Did it say that in yours? I did. Yes. It did as well. I think that it was the ratings thing where yes, you could I get, about uh, this, yeah. what is, what is the rating of the movie? PG-13. PG-13. So you get, one, you get one fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's what I, I think they, they were able to get two. I think in the mm. end, um, but yeah, they had originally they had like fourteen, I guess, yeah. and then they were like, "No, you gotta," and so then they ended up cutting, yeah, cutting out. It was, that one was just so funny because this the way he says it, it sounds like he's like mother humpers. Yeah, <laughs> I like... think there's one too, like where it's, when yeah, he it's first, ADR uh, for sure. Yeah. When he first sees the sheep, he goes like, "What the shit?" Like they just change <laughs> shit out for fuck. So yeah, what yeah. the sheep? Yeah. So I, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I enjoyed that. But they they. All things said and done, they chose the right fuck to keep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they couldn't take that one out. No, yeah. I, was like, I feel like that's got to be like an iconic scene. Oh, it is. Absolutely. It's just great. It's just great. Which, seeing it on TV, I don't think that uh, I picked up on that. Oh, I, I, yeah. I wonder what he, what he says in the TV edit. He probably goes like, suck you or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> screw, screw you, maybe. Now I want to find that. We'll find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, who is your guys' favorite character in this was it Melvin? Uh, <laughs> is that sorry, the, I just wanted, is that the shitty teenager? I just wanted to talk about Melvin because he <laughs> fucking sucked so he's much. He's a teenager that apparently lives alone. Uh. He's like, he's like uh, so this movie came out in 1990 and I felt yeah. like he was like super 90s kid. Yeah, no, he was the most 90 kid. Like, it's like they, they kidnapped a kid at a mall and then brought him to this like He was like, whoa, what are you guys doing? <laughs> 
Yeah, apparently, like, the thing with this kid was supposed to be that, like, his parents are in Vegas all the time gambling, and they just leave him alone in the town. Oh. But they, and that either that line ended up getting scrapped, or they just didn't feel like explaining it. And so that's why there's this kid that seemingly <laughs> is, like, a teenager, but completely alone and no, living with no one. And just <laughs> so, terrorizing everybody. Yeah. yeah. He was the worst character. Yeah. But... But you need this kid in this movie. Uh, do you? I think so. <laughs> I was going to say that he uh, he had one of my favorite sight gags in uh-huh. the whole movie. Uh, you, you see him early on, like, you know, dribbling a basketball around town or whatever. Yeah. And shortly after, they're, like, telling him to, you know, not walk around outside because there's something – you know, in the, in the ground that can hear you, they show him like bouncing a basketball and he's like dribbling it, dribbling it. And then he goes to like bounce it down and then it doesn't come back up. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, oh shit. shit. Dude's going to die. And then he doesn't die. It's like, <laughs> but, only so, but, this is, but this is why you need him in this movie because he's the one that you're like, they're going to kill this kid. Yeah. Because yeah, but he doesn't die. I know, but you want someone, you need someone who's not likable and everyone else in this movie is pretty likable. Yeah, I actually thought true. they were going to kill the other kid, the pogo stick girl. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a girl who's going for a pogo stick record, which is course, the worst thing to do. Yeah. Of course. When there's there's only two kids in the town. Yeah. And of course their favorite hobbies are dribbling a basketball yeah. and jumping yeah. on a pogo stick. Yeah. Jumping on a pogo stick with headphones on. So you That's can't right. hear what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, While we're talking about the kids, do you have any? I do have a child star check Let's in. Let's do I it. I mean, it's pretty. I'm sure you recognize this girl from I, Jurassic Park. I did. I had to look it up because I was like, she, just... yeah, yeah, she's the Jurassic Park girl. This is a little bit earlier of a role from her. Her name is Ariana Richards. Um, and uh, she, you know, after Jurassic Park, she did a couple movies and then um, went to college and then went to grad school at Art Center in Pasadena. Whoa! Tyler's Whoa! alma mater. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure you guys know each other. No, you no. were like a sophomore in high school when yeah. she was there. Uh, so she went there for two years and she's actually like, I looked at her website and she's actually a really, really good impressionist oil painter. Whoa. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so that's primarily what she's doing now. She's not really like acting much, but yeah, she's painting. Go and- buy her paintings. Art Center's expensive. She needs it. <laughs> yeah, and she even did like a really cool watercolor of herself holding the spoon with the jello in it and then the uh-huh. raptor like reflection oh, man, over that's her. Awesome. Yeah. Dang. It's really cool. Like she's great. Like I was like, wow, this is really cool. Can we post that on the Twitter? Yes, Sweet. I will I will yeah. post some of her uh art. And then what was his name again? Melvin uh is played by Bobby Jacoby, uh who now goes by Robert Jane. And uh, he was in some more movies. I was as like, well. I hope he's dead. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know he's Melvin. not like the character in real life. Yeah, yeah. no, he's actually um, alive and doing really well. <laughs> um, he he's been in a bunch of things. Most recently, uh, in 2014, I think was his last movie. It's like the series of movies called like Mythica with Kevin Sorbo. It's like a small budget fantasy type thing i guess a series of movies how huh? many uh, i think there's four. Oh, so i mean we might have to someday kevin sorbo but he's also um television's hercules <laughs> he's also a pretty successful los angeles uh, real estate designer and he's married to a model and he has two kids good for you melvin he's yeah. doing it he's doing it so yeah, that's the child star check-in for this. I wish the Graboids got you. Oh. I, I really do. <laughs> I really, really do. There was uh, this weird scene uh, with him, like where he's like at the, towards the end, he's like, "I really want to get a gun. You need me to give me yeah. a gun." Oh, that's funny. 
and there's a scene there's like they put this major emphasis on like here you go melvin here's a yeah. gun for you yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to go he's like they have this plan where they all jump into this uh bulldozer type truck and he yeah. doesn't want to do it and which is a good plan by yeah. the way yeah and so then, yeah, the, Bert uh, gives him a gun and says, all right, I'll give you this gun if you just come along with everybody. And he's like, okay. And then he goes. He, and then when the graboid comes out, he starts shooting and there's no bullets in the gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So funny. Um, yeah, Michael Gross is very much just like, but it got you going, didn't it? And he's like, he's so pleased with himself. Like, ha ha. And then takes the gun back. <laughs> Actually, one of the, another line that he says to him before when he's asking for a gun, he's like, I wouldn't give you a gun if it was World War Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> Smart man, smart man that Michael. Where, where he was, everyone else in the movie, he was just like, "Here, take this." Like he was just giving out guns, like they were candy on Halloween. I love that. Um, I, I, I think a good way, a good like joke that kind of describes his movie. Uh, later on in the film, like you know, we kind of learn that uh, you know they want to get to the mountains because they can be on rocks and they can't get through rocks, like. right? They can get through dirt. The graboids can get through dirt. The graboids can get through houses, houses, concrete, whatever. But they can't get through like a rock. Mm-hmm. So they end up on this like huge rock at the end where it's kind of like only the rock, nowhere else to go. And one of the characters says, <laughs> one of the characters says, well, we're not going to pull vault out of here. That's for damn sure. And I love that. Like if you had just turned on the movie, you'd be like, ha, that's a funny ass joke. Yeah. But you didn't realize that they fucking pole vaulted <laughs> earlier in the movie. Earlier in the movie, Earl and Val and, um, again, I can't remember her name, the student girl. Uh, Rhonda. 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 Yeah, there we go. The three of them use these, like, sticks. I don't even know where they got them to pole vault from rock to rock so in funny. unison in time with the music. Like, so, well, that was one was, of the funniest scenes. It was like a, a choreographed pole, pole vaulting routine. One, one thing that I will say about this, and th- this movie, uh, spoiler alert, leads up to uh, the final shot is is Val and Rhonda having a... a a romantic kiss uh, in the middle of this highway. Uh, I have more to say about that. Later. Okay, uh, but in this moment where like they're 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 trying to figure this out, uh, it's Rhonda who sees you know like we we can let, let's try to pole vault. We'll try to get over here because they're, they're getting despondent. And in the moment, like Kevin Spacey, I'm mean, not Kevin Spacey, <laughs> not Kevin. Spacey. Not that kind of movie. Poor Melvin would have been. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. that's a different type of graboid. Um, oh, <laughs> yikes! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Bacon is doing, uh, I mean, again, just so self-aware of what this role is and starts having a crush on her immediately just for being smart and figuring this out. And it's kind of like their love story throughout this isn't fleshed out all that well, but I think that it is in the, the structure of this movie earned. It's better earned than a lot of yes. ones that we've seen in these yes, sequels. Absolutely. Like, because she does smart things, and you can see him kind of being like, "Oh, oh," and like, like, like getting gradually nicer. She, to she her. doesn't do any. She's the same person the entire movie. He's the yeah. one who changes, and like that is a different art for these type of movies. And I think it's it's clear and it's done well. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Uh, so they they had interviewing the director on the special features, and they talk about the ending. And they actually show there was a alternate original ending for the film uh-huh. where in the end, um, the original ending, uh, Val and Earl finally decided that they're leaving Bixby. Yeah. And they're like on their way out and they're like, yeah, we did it. We beat the Graboids and we're finally heading to Bixby. And they're like halfway out of town and they realize like that 
Rhonda still has their lighter, and they're like, "Fuck, that's a good lighter." So they yeah. turn back around to go get it. They turn back around to go get it, and that's the end of the movie. Like them heading back to perfection to get the lighter. Lame. Apparently, they showed that to test audiences, uh, and you know, before that happens, there is the scene where uh, Val says goodbye to Rhonda. And apparently at the test screening, people were like, kiss her, kiss her, kiss her. And like stomping their feet. So the studio is like, yeah, you're going to have to go back and uh, reshoot the ending where they kiss. <laughs> That's, so that was actually a reshot. Oh, wow. my God. I love the lighter ending. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> so the, the, the ending with them kissing is a resh- reshoot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty interesting. And, and again, the movie does a better job of that. And it didn't even, wasn't even intending to do it. Yeah. Totally. So it's not hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this movie. What else? Anything else you guys love about it? Um, I love that there's that there. We'll see how it, what happens uh, in further movies. But there's four graboids, and that seems like a lot. But like like I said, like they they can kill them. I love how they they are killable. They're, they're yeah. not these impossible things. There's a really smart design of like yes, they have guns, but like the bullets don't go through dirt. Yeah. Um. And so it's really becomes this puzzle in terms of you can see them. You know the rules are so clear, and they're they are they're not immortal or impossible right um but they are clever and so i'm curious to see in future movies how many they are and and what how powerful they become because i imagine it's going to be wildly different yeah yeah if they if they keep learning right further uh, or an origin story yeah that would be true yeah we don't like the movie doesn't go beyond this town so we don't find out if these are earthly creatures if they're Aliens, I mean, or yeah. what the and, deal the, and is. the movie does a great job of that of just the people in town being like, "I bet it's space aliens," yeah. or like, "I bet it's this," or like, "I bet it's that." Well, like, the writers said that like the number one question they got from people were yeah. like, "Where'd they come from?" Right, and they said, you know, their position was like, "I don't fucking Who care cares? where they came yeah. from." He's like, "There's only four answers. It's either space, yeah. nuclear waste, yeah, uh, they were always there, or right. some other thing." You know, it's like, yeah, it's just, there's it only matter. four basic answers, so that's everyone's seen that so who fucking cares it's like right. the you know does westworld take place on mars question yeah. it's like what difference does that make right, you know right. no one cares yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what i was gonna say I <laughs> continue but uh yeah so it's fun that they just like you know they deal only with the uh events at hand like they're saying you know if you were to just come across these monsters in real life and it happened in the course of a day. Would you figure out where they came from? No, you wouldn't. You'd yeah. be fucking dealing with the problem. You wouldn't be like, let's investigate their origins. You know, you'd be like, I'm trying to fucking survive. One thing that I, <laughs> I will say that I loved and like pipe, gom- pipe bombs get brought into this movie in <laughs> yes. terms of, but like, again, with the practical effects, uh, we don't get to see a ton of the monsters and, and when we do, it's glorious. But I love that when they do kill them, just how gory it is. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it, they look like, like pumpkin guts. Just yeah, like it, it, like it does look like pumpkin uh, and it's it's gross and it's awesome and i just loved really going for like alien goopy gory yeah the guy fungus. the guys who uh speaking of that the, the guys amalgam at amalgamated dynamics who mm-hmm. did this creatures for this had just done some work on aliens uh-huh. before this um and they had originally gone with like oh it takes place in the desert so like we did a lot of slime and stuff on aliens. Yeah. So this is more of a dry thing. Like, let's not do slime. And uh-huh. apparently they got notes that like, oh, the monsters look kind of fake and stuff. So yeah, they're like, they eventually were like, let's add the slime. <laughs> and then apparently in, in the test screenings, people like that scene, there's a, like a, 
an aggressive slime scene when the first right. monster dies and it's like oozing goo out of his mouth. Uh, Apparently people cheered in the test screen. And nice. They were like, it's the slime. The slime. We got to get the, the slime. slime. <laughs> I did like one. There's one that they blow up with the pipe bomb when they're all standing on the rock. And yeah. the slime like goes back and yes. hits everybody. But unlike most movies, they don't spend a lot of time being like, oh, gross, there's slime on me. They just all start going like, yeah, we killed it. And <laughs> yeah. they're but all, they're like, covered in slime. They're totally covered in slime, but they don't take time yeah. to like be grossed out by that, which is. You know, either more realistic or less realistic. I'm not sure. It really yeah. depends on the person. But yeah, like. There are so many hilarious reaction shots of people being excited about yeah. them killing the monsters. <laughs> it's so funny. I loved it. Like, uh, yeah, when, uh, when uh, Bert and uh, Reba McIntyre's character, I can't remember her name, when they kill the monster in the basement and they say they killed him, they like take a moment to show every person celebrating and they're all just like the most yeah. honest, like, oh, yeah. Like they're doing a touchdown dance. Yeah, because they're all spread out. They're all on different roofs of the town, like talking Uh, to them on the radio. And even when, like, uh, when Rhonda and Val get the the cat bulldozer working, like there's a a shot of Rhonda being like, yeah, Yeah. we're moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, like, you can't see what we're doing. But it's just over-the-top excitement. That just made me go, oh, you guys. (laughs) You're so excited. Uh, this movie is just really fun. I, yeah, I, I liked that a lot. had a lot of fun. It's interesting because it. we didn't plan this uh, connection when we picked Tremors, but right now the number two movie in America is still A Quiet Place, which is about hiding from monsters that can hear you. Yeah. And it's just crazy how like that's a similar concept, but these movies are so completely different because this one is tongue-in-cheek and funny, and whereas yeah. that one is completely serious and devoid of almost all humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... So it's like two interesting ways to tackle a very similar premise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, what were you guys overall thoughts on this film? Uh, I loved it. I think that it's, it's amazing world building. I think that, that, you know, it's very clear in terms of if you want the tremors formula, you know, it's, it's, it's physical monsters, uh, you know, kind of with a little nostalgic feel and uh, some tongue in cheek humor. Uh, and you know, you, it knows what the monster is. It has the rules. I think it sets up its own modern mythology. I think it's one of the best, probably one of the best mon. Like, like the only the recent thing is like maybe the Babadook. Like in terms yeah. of of things that there, it's it's not. Something it's just that, so simple. This it's not this something one. that that happens that often. Like, so it, we should we should give it credit for mm-hmm. for coming up with a monster and rules for that world that that really even like the and... rules of the bye bye man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't think it don't say it justin <laughs> sorry i'm sorry inside jokes joke. go see the bye bye man it's so yeah. great you guys it's an inside joke because we're the only two people who saw that fucking yeah movie. I, even i missed that one i don't even know what you guys are talking about and i go to almost every movie you guys go to Oof. yeah uh yeah it's interesting too because i did read that this movie did you know not so great in the box office and then really became a cult classic after Mm -hmm. and apparently there's a really famous story that kevin bacon was actually like crying to his (laughs) wife kira sedgwick who is also thanked Mm -hmm. in the credits and saying like i can't believe i'm doing this movie about monster earthworms and he was like crying this is like you know two years after footloose he should really be in the height of his career and he's just like was so angry but obviously has come to appreciate what i mean is. this movie uh is is was just tailor-made for for vhs and and home yeah. video and yeah. I, I think that uh it's one of those that was the prime time uh saved by that 
Speaking of the special Eli, thanks, Blockbuster. Eli's made a brief mention of the credits. Did you guys watch the credits? Yes, I did. Uh, there is an insane there thing is. in the credits that I had to message you guys immediately about, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> there is someone listed in the credits that is so crazy. It says second assistant director is Joe Camp the yeah! third. <laughs> and at first, I was in disbelief. Like, no, no, no this can't be the same. Joe, Joe Camp. Camp. No, but it I, is. And he worked on oh, Benji yeah, Off is. the Leash. Yeah, it was in the credits of that one, too. Yeah. It is the same so. Joe Camp uh, family, and he was in like he was in one of the Benji movies, even. as yeah. like a small role. But I was just like, what in the fuck? We didn't even plan <laughs> this? Not like, are you kidding me? Not even a little bit. Are you kidding me? So it's it's got Fred Ward, and it was second unit directed by Joe Camp III. So now we're just like... Yeah, connecting everything. That was insane. It's all connected. And Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, my brain broke when I saw that. I That's like, amazing. <laughs> I did not see that. Forget Kevin That's Bacon. That's not what you were playing. Like, I thought you were, yeah, no, The yeah, six no. degrees of Joe Camp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, what the fuck? Also, but then I was Joe also. Camp the second. That's what I Yeah, well, it probably is the it Joe is Camp. Joe Camp, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then the other thing I was wondering is like, Joe Camp the third? I looked at his IMDb page. He's not involved in Benji 2018 at all. So. I know. I wonder what the deal I was is with him like, and Brandon. Hmm, I, I've what's been wondering going on that, there? <laughs> I've, been, I've been wondering that since Off the Leash, which we didn't actually talk about Joe Camp the third, but I was like, oh. He's a co-producer on that. Yeah, we didn't yeah. end up bringing it up. But yeah, I really do wonder uh, what the, the mystery of Joe Camp the Brandon is the baby of the family. Right, right. S- separate podcast of where is, where is Joe Camp the third? <laughs> The camp archives. The camp archives. Coming no, this no fall. No relation to Justin Camp <laughs> yeah. still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't the, say or the camp's camps. archives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. So since this is the first film, I feel like we can do this, uh, and it'll be something different for the next ones. But how many Graboids out of 10 would you give this film? Nine. Ooh. Nine Graboids. Damn. Okay. I'm going to give it seven Graboids. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a lot of fun, but it's not, like, my favorite movie of all time. Sure. But... Uh, you know, I can see clearly how they would want to, like, continue this and the cult following. Like, uh, you know, it made gangbusters on home video. And that just makes so much sense to me because it's, like, fun. And the whole premise behind it is kind of, like, low budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it makes sense that they'd want to continue this. Uh, Eliz, what about you? I'll say eight Graboids. Nice. I really nice. liked it, for, mm-hmm. especially, like, for what it is. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. I was watching the movie and I was like, I feel like this is a little bit, this is going to be the species of this year mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. There's um, something so 90s about it and there's something that it's, it's like VHS and, and cable. Like, this movie was made to be rerun on TBS. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and I think that's kind of how it's permeated the, as you said, the zeitgeist. Because it's um, like, it's it's like, you know, a little bit scary. It, mm-hmm. There's parts that could be scary, but also like it's not really violent at all. No, uh, the deaths aren't violent or anything. It's just like the idea behind it is creepy. And mm-hmm. like thinking that something could just grab you while you're walking around is like mm-hmm. a scary thing. Mm-hmm. Especially growing up in Las Vegas, where we were walking around in the desert all the time. It's like it's like someone took the idea of like you know, when you're a kid, you play like the like don't touch the ground because it's yeah. lava. It's yeah. lava. It's like someone took that and turned it into the sci-fi yeah. horror movie comedy, which is great. I loved it. I loved. I it. think that's the, they actually said that that's how the creator came up with it is that he was like sitting on a rock and he was like, what would, what would it be like if I couldn't jump off of this? Yeah, rock? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. And they, and they, he had originally called it like land sharks, but then they had to change it once uh, SNL started doing their land right. shark. Yep. Bit, but 
Uh, that's really funny. <laughs> that is good stuff. Um, so I think that's going to bring us to the end of the first Tremors do film. We, do we have any thoughts for Tremors oh, 2? yeah. What's our prediction? What's well, it called? Well, the next movie is called Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Oh. And I have to say, um, this, I think, is the first franchise where... Only the first film was in theaters. The rest of them... Oh, really? Even the second one? Straight okay. to video. Yep. Because, like, I think you mentioned a little bit earlier, Elis, that, like, this movie didn't do super hot at the yeah. box office in, like when it was in theaters, but it was one of those films like Darkman. Like Darkman, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so I guess Darkman was also straight to DVD. Yeah, I, that's I didn't think true. about that. Yeah. So it was like Darkman where, like, once it was on video, people were like, oh, my God, I love this. Yeah, and they were a- like, let's keep making them specifically for video. Why even bother? I mean, yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's the... It's, the, it's, it's already low It's budget. that version of, of, of straight to Netflix. Like, it's yeah. that, mm-hmm. that's, that's what it was. it was. There was money in that back then, yeah. for sure. So uh, I'm most interested to see if anyone comes back. I have yep. no idea. I haven't seen any of the other movies. Uh, you know, in this one, they killed all of them. Yep. And they kissed at the end. So I guess, I don't know. In the second one, there's going to suddenly be more. Son of Val and Ronda, Ma- 50 years in the future. <laughs> Maybe they'll be like, <laughs> one of them was pregnant and there yeah. were more graboids. Yeah. yeah, it could be. I Aftershocks, I mean, I don't know if that's actually related to the movie or just a clever title about geology, like, a, you know, play on words. Yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, who knows? It could be a completely new cast. It the could first be a one was the, location. the big you, shock. You mean how, like, Halloween H2O isn't about water? Yeah. <laughs> so disappointing. <laughs> I went in there like ready with my snorkel <laughs> so, yeah. it's like were we supposed to read it like <laughs> h2o or was it supposed to be h20 because <laughs> i mean either way is dumb no. <laughs> so i don't know uh yeah what do you think tyler uh, i ideas? think that i think that it'll be a different location maybe it won't be perfection nevada we won't see the same people um i don't yeah it'll be interesting to see like i if we, if we come back uh yeah, I mean, since they didn't explain where they came from, from. or anything, there could just be more of them. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we talked about a possible origin story, but since this is called Aftershocks, I doubt that's what it is. Yeah. So that I, might, maybe that's three, four, or five. My or only prediction yeah. is I don't think that we're going to get an answer on where they came from. I think it might just be there's more of them. Yeah, maybe it'll be the same town, like, we did it, we're yeah. done. And then all of a sudden they're back. Yeah. For who knows why. <laughs> But uh, that's going to be really fun, and we'll be talking about it next week. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, Eliz, where can people uh, get in touch with us? Yeah, please email us, sequelrights at gmail.com, with any of your questions or suggestions for future franchises. You can also reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at sequelrights. And Tyler, where can people leave us their love? Uh, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you're Joe Camp the Third. Check in. Give us five stars. Let us know you're okay. Leave us a review on Podbean, man. Everyone on Podbean is loving us lately, Mm -hmm. uh, but we got no reviews there. We need your love. Leave us a review. And we may read it live. We'll we'll read it live. Live to tape. Live to tape. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. Uh, but we hope you guys enjoyed uh, uh, our time here in Perfection, Nevada. Mm-hmm. As we talked about Tremors next week, we'll be talking about Tremors 2 Aftershocks. We'll see you then. Well, pardon me, but you've had my attention.
But this time 